my name is Daniel. You guys are joining us today with Unify Org, Esports Org, from Houston. Uh, we're going to be talking about the actual structure of an esports organization, what that looks like, how they recruit, how things are funded, just so you understand how to be their competitors. That's really what we're doing today. JK. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was really expecting you guys to be like, wait, what? Yeah, we'll be right, man. <laughs> no reaction. These guys are actual professionals. Fine. Like Competition. Um, but we are actually here today with Cyber City Media, and we are making sure that we get an idea of what it takes to start an actual esports organization, what that looks like, what the motivation needs to be, and how things should be structured in order for you to be successful because this is a continually growing industry and we're gonna see more and more of that pop up and we're getting an idea of what that looks like here in Texas, especially during DreamHack Dallas. So thank you for joining us and today from, uh, we're calling it COF, Community of Friends, but <laughs> unifies, <coughs> we have Eddie, Hello, Laura, guys. and Josh. I got all their names right the first time. <laughs> so can you guys go down the line and tell us what it is exactly that you do at Unify, You know what your responsibilities are and what your title is? Sure thing. So my name is Eddie Molina, also known as Viro. I am the e uh, Unify Esports org owner. I uh, basically recruit new talent, uh, take care of funding for different teams, uh, basically all the essentials that just like that start like all the back scenes. The foundation. Stuff, foundation, yeah, all that okay. stuff, yeah. Laura? Um, I am Laura, uh, Unify Aura. Um, I am basically content creation, streaming, um, and photography um, at different events. Multiple hats. Sounds like a startup. Mm -hmm. uh, my name is uh, Josh Swanson. Uh, I'm Unify Blood. Wait, wait, wait. Swanson? Swanson. Yeah, mm -hmm. just like Do oh. <laughs> And yeah, and what was the other movie? Dumb and Dumber. No, I'm still going back to Parks and Rec, bro. Yeah. Oh, Ron. Sorry. Ron, yeah. you gotta, like... Um, I, um, I, I'm a big part of our gear stream community. Okay. Uh, we stream constantly on Gears. Gears is a big thing for us, uh, you know, for me. Mm -hmm. um, I run all of our uh, Gears eSports side, too. We, we do a lot of local tournaments. We do a lot of uh, online tournaments and then help other streamers out when they're doing, like, all their other 1v1 tournaments, help participate in that and help, you know, grow... The Gears community, along with grow the unified name. So why Gears? Oh, Gears is life for me. You know, I've been playing Gears from Gears One, mm -hmm. so it's just my it runs in my blood. As you see, Gears War, mm -hmm. uh, literally, literally. <laughs> um, Gears uh, is a passion. It's a love. You know, the community that's around Gears is amazing to me. Um, I just hopped in and started streaming with Gears about two, three months ago. Not. You know, I've been. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Thing is, I hit affiliate within a month. Mm -hmm. uh, I have over a hundred followers right now. Well, I'm sitting at right at hundred followers now. Mm -hmm. But the community helped me get there. Mm -hmm. You know, and supported Unify. And then as they support Unify, we support everybody else out there. Mm -hmm. So we not only do we want to be competitive with everybody else out there, but we want to show that we're supportive with everybody else out mm -hmm. there. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. And then. From kind of the, I guess, the business side of things, um, Eddie, how were you able to find Laura and Josh? Laura and so we work together. Oh. Okay. We work at Best Buy. Oh. We're all okay, part of the cool. Best Buy team, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
in my initial like view of things, I'm like, well, these guys are pretty cool. They love gaming as much as I do. They have the same interests, same everything. Let's let's start building something, and it's going great so far. And how long has has the organization been? Unify Esports has been Unify Esports for about eight months now. Okay. Uh, we did start like four, three years ago as Unify Gaming. Okay. We were a sniper team. What do you mean? Sniping. So basically, on like all the Call of Duties, mm-hmm. all we use is snipers. We made montages okay. over music and stuff like that. That's where most of our fan base came from. Uh, we took a couple breaks here and there, and then um, the e- whole esports thing blew up, and we're like, we're not doing the correct thing. Yeah, yeah. We got to branch out, do everything else. Yeah, yeah. So just eight months ago, we're like, let's do this. Uh, esports thing and go. So who okay, are the founders? Go. Let's let's at least kind of. So I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Unify Vits was one of my high school friends. Okay. And uh, Jacob McShan, he's also one of my high school okay. friends. Yeah, we started that group, like I said, four or five years ago, and it's. And uh, again, going to the business side of things, mm-hmm. how how is that structured? Like everyone has even shares, or is it based on who contributed the most funds, or how's how's the equity of the company split up like who gets to make the decisions i guess yeah mostly it's me mm-hmm. i i help um the other guys they help me recruit talent all that stuff mm-hmm. mostly me then i take the whatever you know the whole equity and split it in between everybody who started basically okay so how many different shareholders i guess is the best word you guys uh three or four okay the founders most likely yeah but all that all all everything we get from the company we just put it back in yeah, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you have to at this yeah, point. Because yeah, because we're kinda, starting, so, yeah. yeah. So, I'm completely digressing from the <laughs> list of questions that I have. Um, so, let's kind of get back to that. So, how, how is it organized? So, there's me. Mm-hmm. And then, under me, there's my two co-owners, mm-hmm. which is Vitz and Jacob. And do they have Tony titles, or is it just they're kind of in charge under co-owners you? Co-owners under me, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and them two, they recruit players. Mm-hmm. Different teams, Gears, uh, CSGO. Is one responsible okay. for a specific sort of game and the other one's responsible for a yeah. different one? Or My bits will be in charge of PC, all PC games. Okay. And then Jacob's in charge of all console games. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And then below them are, below them man- are team managers or? Team leaders okay. of each team. And then under them, they're the players. Gotcha. So And it just depends on what the actual size of the teams are. Right. Mm-hmm. That's you kind of figure right, that out. Right. How do you pick team leaders? Team leaders, so we mostly use recruiting Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, we go out, scour, uh, see who's doing what. Uh, mm-hmm. We mostly scour um, for CSGO, um, like the E-League and all that stuff. Yeah. We check everybody's stats, who's popping, who's not. Um, and it's just different from various games. What what ranks do you see yourself at this kind of beginning stage recruiting with CSGO? Is it more S-rank players? Is it G-rank? S-rank players, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just, you know. Not too low, not too high, just right yeah, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now kind of jumping into the funding, are you funding from your own pocket? Do you guys have investors? How does that? So right now we have three um, sponsors, mm-hmm. Turkey Pro, Rogue Energy, and OPC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a fair share of the how many sales we get. Okay. Um, so it is rev share. It's not, rev share, yeah. it's not direct sponsorship right. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that and then mostly it comes from pocket. Oh, yeah. Pocket, yeah. Okay. So... Are the players paid a salary, or are they only getting like proceeds from the winnings? Uh, proceeds from the winnings, right now. Okay. Right now. Mm-hmm. Later in the road, we could talk about signing contracts and all that stuff. But right now, as we're 
So how many how many teams do you have? How many uh, how many teams and then how many players in total are? Ooh, uh, I could give you an estimate. Yeah. Sure, there's a that's lot. Fine. Yeah, there's we have about 65 to 80 players. Uh, wow, that's Call of Duty, um, Gears. Gears, and they're all pro am players. They're all amateur players. Okay, yeah. mm -hmm. amateur players. Yeah. Okay, give everybody a start. Yeah, yeah. you got sense somewhere. Interesting. That's why I was curious, is because. My company, Constantine Media, has been approached by several different um, pro-am teams mm -hmm. for us to sponsor, not even not sponsor them, but manage them. Right. And it's always the question of like, okay, well, how are you structured? Mm -hmm. And how, where's the revenue coming in from? How are you paying people? Are people being paid enough to where they want to stay? Do you have a lot of contractual issues? Like, are people trying to back out? You yeah. Know, what are the issues? And um, a lot of it came down to payment, especially when it came to CSGO, yeah. because CSGO, I think literally if you looked up the definition of volatility, you'd have like a picture of a guy playing a CSGO game next to it. Mm -hmm. Like just the entire, the culture of the game is, has been known for toxicity and instability and you know, it is something that has a lot of longevity because the game's been around what, 16, yeah, 18 years? Yeah, a lot years? of years. Like yeah. it's been, crazy. everyone, everyone's played it. Like. This this isn't like a hit on Eastern Europe because I'm from there, but like, like even Eastern Europe is so deeply ingrained in CS:GO, mm -hmm. and that's one of the last places in Europe to get, you know, the newest and best technology and games and everything else, right. you know, yeah. due to the USSR and shit. Mm -hmm. um, but that being the case, it is a game that's that's known for a lot of instability. So I was just kind of curious how you guys structure that because those were a lot of those kind of issues mm -hmm. that I saw with those organizations was um, not being able to pay the players or just really crazy contracts. So were y'all able to secure actual contracts that you use or did you go through like legal zoom or how did that? No, nothing legal. Like I said, this is like just a start. So mm -hmm. we don't do any contracts or anything like that. Okay. We just find, we're trying to find the most loyal players to be on the team and us help them go to events and them help us represent our brand. Gotcha. So then how do you make sure that once they're seeing success, they stay with you rather than going to someone else that might offer them money? That's what I was, yeah, that's what I was getting to. So we're always recruiting new players. Um, once that happens, we don't, I mean, we don't tell them, hey, here, sign this. We try to find the most, like I said, loyal players so they could be part of the brand. Uh, and if they do try to go on somewhere else, then we start proceeding with like contracts and stuff like that give them the best you know possibility okay has that happened yet not yet not okay. yet are you expecting it to happen anytime soon soon hopefully or is there like a case that's going on right now that i'm like i shouldn't know about <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's soon it's yeah soon. okay um and so do you think you guys are going to be able to either raise funds or have funds in order to mitigate that as a problem yes uh so my mom takes care of all like the financial situations Okay. Uh, to like fund money. Um, she's really good at it. Um, she has a lot of contacts. Mm -hmm. Houston, Dallas, she's been, you know. What does she do? Uh, she is, she works as a, like an accountant. Mm -hmm. So she knows like almost like, you know, a lot okay. of people. So is she structuring how everything's funded or is she actually providing you with potential um, individuals that would fund the organization? Right, yeah. The, okay. Mm -hmm. Individuals, so yeah. So like investors, um, small business owners yeah. around the area. Okay, like and what what do those small business owners get in return? So they um, 
our new shirts that are coming out. Mm -hmm. We got three other sponsors. Uh, there's a landscaping business. It's gonna be on top of on our jerseys for next year, mm -hmm. um, and then a couple others that I should not name, but soon. Okay. Yeah. And is there a ballpark of what you guys look for when you're finding a sponsor? So if it, it is a sponsor like that, is there a ballpark, even if it's a range of like what the size of that sponsorship is? Mm, repeat the question. Sorry. So is there is there a general range in dollars of how much that sponsorship is for a company? to be a sponsor of Unify? That, it all depends on. Just the individual and the division. term and everything yeah. else? Okay. I was gonna ask that, <laughs> and I knew I wasn't gonna get a straight answer, <laughs> but I had to. It just seemed like a good idea. <laughs> um, so let me dig into some of my other questions. I hid my phone because it looked ridiculous on the table. <laughs> um, so we've kind of gone into some of the challenges, which are you know potentially having players that might at some point in time leave. Yeah. Um, are there any other challenges to forming an organization Most, uh, that you guys have kind of seen? Mostly, that's basically like the biggest one right now. Um, not having enough players. Yeah. Like Call of Duty, um, we're always switching players, like every time, because one leaves to go to another org. The Call of Duty scene right now is just crazy. Like, yeah. So how do you, I mean, one it's dedication in. to the organization, not just to the game, and it's hard to see that, you know, hard to, show that big picture to a lot of people. They're like, well, we want instant gratification. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a given with, I think, like the last two generations at this point. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Like, I'm one of them. I love it. <laughs> I love instant gratification. It's pretty great. Um, but, I mean, I, I totally get that. Like, and it stinks, but it's also, you're in such a fast-paced, you know, industry that that kind of tends to happen. Mm -hmm. oh, like, yeah. we've, we've Absolutely. We've seen guys get, like, I, this, this past week, um, you know, shout out to Nicewig for getting himself picked up by CLG, but like nice. Nicewig, um, who, who else was it? Um, Lyric and oh. not not Big Lyric, different Lyric. <laughs> okay. Because um, there, there's a, I play against Lyric in mm -hmm. 1v1 tournaments for Gears. I did. Man, he's, he's a, Oh, he's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I love playing against him. He's a good guy. Yeah, so and so these are like smaller guys that are getting picked up directly off of Twitch, who really and truly like their their content creation numbers aren't anything crazy. Like we've seen Ninja's numbers, we've seen Shrouds, we've seen you know other people that are in the thousands, eight hundreds, nine hundreds, and these guys are maybe like in the first hundreds, hundreds. two hundreds. Mm -hmm. Like Nicewig is at two and a half thousand, but that's because. Um, one, he's really good, and on top of that, he got hosted by Dizzy right after Dizzy got his break, so he basically gave him his, and then maybe, what, month and a half, two months later, got picked up by CLG as of yesterday, uh -huh. and so you see that sort of stuff happen in the course of like two or three months, mm -hmm. and I mean, this is a guy, I'd followed him beforehand, and he was averaging maybe 20, 30 concurrent, like, peak. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, up. all yeah. of a sudden, just hosted That's all you need, one break, yeah. Yeah. and you're good. It's crazy. Yeah. And the that same happens. thing for Dizzy, literally uh, two months before that. Dizzy Dizzy gets hosted, and all of a sudden, oh, what? What's going on? Dizzy's right. really good. What's Why Why haven't we grabbed him? All of a sudden, you see, I think it was uh, NRG that came in. It was just like, oh, cool. So you're with us now. 
Um, <laughs> and obviously, like, these organizations have been around for a while. Oh, yeah. You know, we've seen the acquisition of Team Liquid. We've seen we've seen what can happen with successful orgs, but they also have the capacity to be able to pick up players from wherever. Well, from that, yeah. And so, you know, with you guys saying that that's kind of one of those challenges, do you see yourselves getting those contracts in place and that funding in place sooner rather than later in order to make sure to prevent situations like that? Yeah, most likely, yeah, because it's, it's getting, like, out of hand and <laughs> ridiculous, to be honest with you. Because I, I would just kind of ask, like, in a single season, how are you able to have any sort of consistency if you've switched out the same position? Switched out the same position, right, yeah. That's the most, basically, the best obstacle we have. Is there any specific position in CSGO or... Um, Call of Duty, that is the one that you see the most vacant, or has the most people switching out of? Mm, like a specific position? Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, Call of Duty teams always looking for stock players. Okay. Like every yeah. single the one time, like Twitter, that's all where it's all over. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that's the most position that everybody has trouble with. Mm -hmm. Okay. And why is that? That, personally, I think. Like, who wants to use a SOG, first of all? I mean. Dude, that's all I use. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's, a, it's one of those weapons that you have to be nitty-gritty. You have to be down. Like, you have to be running gun and running yeah, gun, going. up close. You have to be twitch movement. If you're not, you're useless with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really is. So, I mean, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of people that don't want to be dependent on like that. They want to be able to sit back and just, you know, keep their KD. Yeah, like, I, yeah, like yeah, yeah. ICR role, Maddox role, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. if, if there's people that care about their KD... And not the win. Yeah, it's, it's a oh, whole other yeah. story. Like like a SOG player, you're in the thick. You are Front on lines. top. Yeah, you're grabbing rotations. And I'm that. sure that'll be an even bigger issue now with um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare coming out on, mm -hmm. on yeah. the 25th of October. I mean, because that that game, I don't know. From everything that I've played with uh, Black Ops, you have more options of being distant mm -hmm. rather than less. Um, except for the new class that they added, which Spectre looks dope. <laughs> um, but Call of Duty originally, just you know, it being focused on the weapons we use here and now, a lot of it was more you know in that smaller map, closer. You had more of room clearing and things like that, rather than just kind of like running maps, mm -hmm. um, because the maps were absolutely tiny. You could yeah. run maps, but like you had way more corners to check. You had way more things to do, um, and so I, I just feel like that's going to be an even bigger issue, you know, going forward. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Especially if if they continue going down that path with that sort of style of game. But luckily, they have Modern Warfare, and then they also have their Black Ops series. So we'll see how that goes. We'll yeah. see. Mm -hmm. Is there any game that you guys are excited about that you're thinking about getting a new team in? Um, Apex Legends. Okay. Mm -hmm. New team coming up. We really want to get, you know, we're, we're all over the Battle Royale scene. Last okay. year, competed in uh, DreamHack Austin. Nice. Uh, our PUBG duos got third place in the BYC tournament, so they took, the, you know, their fair share. Their wow. Their fair share of, uh, How much was that? It was, I believe, 100 bucks each, so it was pretty small, but still took took the win. Third took place, the w. damn. Yeah. Yeah, so last year as well, we played PUBG squads. And played against Optic Gaming and all the yeah, yeah, yeah. big organizations, and we placed one level lower to go to the finals to go like you know play on stage. Really, yeah, it was Optic Gaming, and then it was us down there. We're like, dang, oh, like, no. a couple of points. Yeah. That would have been awesome. That would have been super cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dang. Okay. So are you guys? What are you participating in um, here at DreamHack Dallas? So today we are duos, Chipotle duos, PUBG squad, uh, PUBG duos, and then the squads tournament. Okay. For PUBG. Cool. No uh, Halo. We also have yeah, we have two rosters, competing in the Halo open bracket, and hopefully we. 
we uh, compete with the. the you guys want to shout out who those players are? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull it up real fast. We can get another topic. I want to move on to a different question yes. while you do that. Um, we also have somebody doing Super or Smash. Super Ultimate. Smash Bros. Yeah. yeah. We've we've talked about funding, um, the organizational aspect of it, uh, the games, the teams, but really and truly. For this year, I mean, you guys have been around for eight months, but for this year, what what are the main focuses for for the organization? Like, in, is it more focused on growth, wins? More focused on growth, building a fan base. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where like early stages of of the org comes in play. So fan base first, then after that, once we have our fan base, we could move on to like. Other does it stuff. does it make it tough because you guys have the outlaws literally like, in like your backyard? Yeah, yeah, they're they're there, but yeah, we'll 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 get some good teams going yeah. Yeah. playing okay. against them. Yeah, for sure. So are you? Are you able to compete head-on with them, or do they have rights to like city limits, or how does that work with the games that they own? Nah, that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Team Owner, you gotta do some research on that. Uh, the only reason I ask is uh, there was uh, there was talk two weeks ago, last week, about bringing in a pro, potentially a pro league team to Austin. And someone else mentioned on LinkedIn, they're like, are they allowed to do that because of the contract that the outlaws have with Blizzard? Mm. And I was like, huh, that's an interesting perspective because I didn't, you know, I, I deal with contracts on a daily basis. Yeah. So, like, that's a third of my job. <laughs> um, and so I was just really curious because that would be interesting if that's how it was created. To, because we've seen... We've seen that specific game and that specific company being very structured. And we know with the NFL, you have to buy franchise rights and you have to be in a specific city that's a specific size, that has a specific fan base for them to be willing to even give you a franchise or shift a franchise from one city to another. Mm -hmm. So then the question, you know, it begs the question of, are we gonna see that same situation with Blizzard where the city has to be large enough. And when you're looking in Texas, you know, they've already captured Dallas, which I don't know the exact population of Dallas, but the DFW Metroplex, I would have to assume is over 1.5 million, if not more. Um, I would say it's probably three, but I'm just talking out of my butt. (laughs) But Houston, four million people. No easy. And I mean, that's, that's a huge, huge piece of the 26 million people living in in Texas as of, I think it's like the 20, 2018, 2017 census. So I mean, that's a huge piece of the pie. And then, you know, does it make sense to give some city that, you know, it is the capital, it is a tech hub and everything else, but it has a population in the city itself of 750, 800,000 people? Like there are a lot of people moving in, but yeah. is that a big enough piece to be direct competition at these guys? It doesn't make enough sense. Um, and so that's that's kind of what I want to see and you know, how that also impacts you guys. Right. Like are you gonna be able to compete in those franchise situations? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I said, beginners here. <laughs> uh, once we get to that, we'll we'll have to figure something out. Yeah. You know, get uh, mostly managers to manage the whole team and deal with all the legal issues and all that stuff yeah are you are you guys do you think you do you know what your timeline might be in order to get the funding and those kind of business aspects 
put into place in the next few months? Like, is there is there a timeline of mi- milestones, or is it just kind of winging it right now? It's a little bit of both. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, but hopefully, you know, this whole orgs thing, orgs have been around for years. Yeah. Um, so it's, I'm, for, I'm not suggesting like a year, two, three, three years, you know? Okay. But, you know, it's, we're just kicking it, winging it. You're getting no judgment from me. I'm just <laughs> curious. <laughs> I have one thing that I've learned. I, I used to own a business, mm-hmm. and growing too fast is almost worse than not growing at all. Challenges come with both. Yeah, completely absolutely. agree. If you don't have certain pieces in place for how fast you're growing, you don't have the right foundation. Everything's going to crumble. If you have absolutely no growth, yeah. then where are yeah. you going? Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah, what's the point if you don't have? Growth? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're not making any sort of revenue, you're not you're not you're not building to your milestones or to your goals, then what's the point? You're just kind of, as the French say, pissing in the wind. <laughs> um, whatever, they don't say that, I do. <laughs> Leave me be. Um, so are there any any goals for the individual teams themselves? Um, yes. So Share those with us. <laughs> uh, okay, so for Call of Duty, mm-hmm. Where like the goal every time, go out of events, win, and win it. <laughs> Got it. Okay, that's all. Winning. That's, Compete that's and the win. goal. Compete and win. <laughs> Got that's it. it. Uh, and that's that's basically for like. That's it. Just winning. Uh, I know with uh, my gears guys, um, winning is number one. We always we all want to win. Everyone likes okay. winning. Like that's but <laughs> I don't want my guys to get completely frustrated when they don't win. Mm-hmm. I want them to sit back and go, okay, well, why didn't we win? We'll sit back and analyze this and go, okay, here's where we're at. This is what causes the loss. Let's fix that. What do we need to do different? And learn from these stripes. Because yeah. we're not going to win them all, you know, but we can learn from them all. Is there is there a goal in placing at a certain level or at a certain threshold in specific tournaments? Or uh, I know one thing that uh, we, we really want to do as, as our Gears team, um, we came in late in Gears 4, so we didn't really get a chance to go to any of the big yeah. competitions. But Gears 5 is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really want to start going there and go into the open brackets and try to work our way up in, you know, okay. you know, get our name out there and show that we're there and we're there to play. Is there enough money? We know last year was announced that Fortnite's putting $100 million into their tournaments. Are we hearing anything like that in regards to Gears? Like, is there um, money in Gears for the players that are there? Right now, I know uh, Gears 4, uh, they had, I think it was something like 250000 this last okay. year, okay. Now Gears Five, I can't speak to that because I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't really announced any of the tournaments yet. Uh, I know E Three is coming up right around the corner. They're fixing to show Gears Five for the first time, multiplayer for the first time. Then they have another E League thing set up that they're actually being a part of, which that's a whole nother avenue that you know for exposure for the game, for organizations, everything through the E League. So we're just gotta okay. wait and see. Okay. And that's just something that I've always been curious about because there are certain games where, you know, it doesn't make sense to put in the hours, really and truly. Oh, yeah. You, you know, because, sure, on the content creation side, there's a lot of upside because you can create your own community. You can do a lot of different things to monetize that versus specific games, you know, can you really monetize them well enough? Like, talent at some point in time is talent that right. could be switched over to – League of Legends or Dota or whatever else, and those games, I mean, the money there is incredible. 
Right. And so that's always kind of a curiosity of mine is, you know, when do you switch and kind of use those transferable skills in a different game? Um, one thing I do is I do look at – so I have, a, I have a guy on my Gears roster. Uh, his name is a Unified Nomad. Mm-hmm. He's a great Gears player, but I put him in Apex, phenomenal. You know, he goes in. He, he doesn't need somebody else watching his back. He just runs through and just takes people out. That's yeah. what he does. And that's one thing that I, I've noticed. Like, I can look at my crew and go, okay, yeah, you're doing good with us here, but I think you – let's move you over here to this game. This game will be better for you. And you have to be able to realize that. If you can't, you can't grow. You have to be able to grow as an organization by doing that, putting your people in the right place. And so do you, I mean, do you feel like you have the freedom to do that on the team to be able to kind of switch people around? So with the organization, we're able to communicate with, you know, Eddie mm-hmm. and then Rain, um, be able to do those things and say, hey, I feel like this guy would do better over here. Mm-hmm. And they'll, you know, you just have to give good, stable reasons why. Because if you don't, well, if you don't have a good argument, yeah, of course, you're, you're, it's pointless. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, that for me, just kind of a curiosity of the flexibility of being able to do these things. Um, so, in that kind of same vein, do you guys have? I know there's a lot of fluctuation with people being on the team, not being on the team, kind of, you know, that sort of movement. But is there is there any sort of system in place that allows for individual player development? Um, that's going to be on you, Eddie. Um, individual player development. Yeah. Is there is there any sort of is there anything in place that allows for that to where you know you're able to build someone up or build up their individual brand as a perk of being with Unify? So not yet. Okay. We're working that's on. It. Yeah, we're working on it though, but as Beginning stages. <laughs> like, okay. I'm gonna keep, yeah, I'm gonna keep saying that, but yeah, but this is this is like pleading the fifth here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know with uh, streaming, mm-hmm. I started off streaming, and then I brought in another guy. His name is a uh, Unified Swoogie. He started streaming, mm-hmm. and then of course we got Unified Nomad. He started streaming. Well, we not we not, we may not be able to offer monetary right mm-hmm. now, but we offer a lot more support. Uh, we get them out there. We get them, you know, known. We get them. What does that mean by support? What sort of support? Oh, uh, putting their name out there, uh, doing multi streams with them, okay. um, you know, showing people like taking my community that I built and sharing it, showing them, showing them, hey, this guy's good. Follow him. You know, get him some followers and allow him to be, you know, showcased. Do you feel like your community is big enough for you to be able to do that? It's seeming that way. It okay. really is. It's getting there. Because, I mean, I haven't been streaming that long. Mm-hmm. And my community is huge. I mean, all I'm, I'm trying to be all over Twitter, all over Instagram, all over Twitch. And it, you have to put in the time, though. That's the thing. Of course. And, um, and it's all about networking, too. You know, yes. you cannot just go in there and go, well, he's better than me and I don't like him. No, you, you got to. That's just jealousy talking. <laughs> yeah. Right? You have to go. What can I learn from these guys? They're they're doing something different. They're doing something, something right. greater. Yeah. Yeah. So like they're getting the numbers. They're doing yeah. something right. You know, um, I I talk with a lot of the guys like in the Gears community. We have you know Crimson. Mm-hmm. You know those uh, those guys are amazing, and they've helped me a lot. They've put my name out there. They've helped unify a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. they help us tremendously. I think they hosted my stream that one yeah. day. 
know, they do a lot of us hope, you know, they'll, they'll give us good raids. We uh, got another guy named Starspawn. He, he started off and now he's huge, but he helps us out too. He'll drop raids in with us, you know, subscribe to us, and that, that, that helps. And if you're not a part of the community, what are you doing there? You know, you, you need to yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, that's a big aspect of yeah. it, right? And the, we all help each other grow within the community, whether it's Unify or Crimson or whatever. That That's where it's at. That's how we're trying to build it up because if I help one person grow, he helps me grow, and it just flourishes. Yeah. It's, it's got to be, you know, you cannot, you got to be bigger than yourself. Fair enough, especially if you have an organization, you know, that is a collection of people just by definition. So you kind of have to be able to build that out. With that in mind, Eddie, this is kind of more geared towards you, but oh. <laughs> again, um, so from the business perspective, how are you able to monetize the organization itself? Are you able to monetize it? Monetizing in which way? For your personal gains, but also for the gains of the organization. Like, is there any sort of, do you have any sort of, um, clout with having built this that you can you know create money for the organization outside of just competing outside of just competing um uh, i think as we start streaming more um and we have more people hitting affiliate i mm -hmm. think um and eventually hopefully partner yeah. um with twitch i think that'll help you know we'll be able to get money in through streaming and then put it back into the organization so how would that work would you would you have people that are a part of the org would they be giving part of their revenue and proceeds into the organization or would, i mean i have to figure that out yeah, so yeah. as yeah. i say we're still growing we're still growing i'm asking you guys are asking questions. us like yeah, she like, yeah I, it's I, know, us. I know with with the money that i get i put it right back into the stream yeah mm -hmm. you know everybody who supports me i tell them look I'm not putting this money in my pocket and going buying groceries. Yeah. This is going back. I into, don't eat. Yeah. I don't eat. They, they see me on stream. I don't eat. <laughs> I don't eat on stream. I eat there. <laughs> but, I mean, it goes back into that. And we have to put it back into the organization to help build. Um, and like, like Laura was saying here, we have to, the more people that we get to affiliate, the more monetization that we can get. Yeah. And then once we get there, we give them to the partner. And that just shows more of a serious side of what Unify is. Has there, has, been, has there been any interest in recruiting streamers? Yeah, big time. That, yes. That's what drives the brand. Okay, yeah. so it's recruiting the actual streamers themselves and not uh, new players, so it's more beneficial for you to have someone that streams as well as plays? Mm -hmm, correct. Okay, Yeah. and have you recruited any people that are just streamers that don't necessarily stream the games that you guys compete in? Yeah, for sure, streamers like any streamers, could it be IRL streamers, mm -hmm. uh, any type of streamers, to be honest. So how do you compensate them for, for their time? So our sponsors, mm -hmm. we give them, like, things to, you know, to, like, jerseys. Mm -hmm. We give them jerseys to uh, wear on their streams, um, free product from our sponsors, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And most of it, most of it, more streamers that we have, they, they, re they just really want to be part of something, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, it's mostly that, uh, so they don't they don't expect anything from us. It's, yeah, it's a lot of community building. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Um, yeah. I think it's a lot of growth right now. Yeah. and then as we get that fan base, I think you kind of said it before. As we get that, and as we get viewers, and as we're able to to grow and have that mm -hmm. money in place, you know, it'll make it easier to, I guess, build monetarily. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah, yeah. 
Well, we're not. Sense. We're not at that stage. Yeah. yeah. So. Fair enough. Um, that's. Because that is all... something to talk about okay. for yeah. the future. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so uh, you know, as I've given you guys this platter of food for thought, um, this is you know, those were kind of all the questions and curiosities that I had, just because I wanted to get a better understanding of what a a startup esports org look like. Right. That way, we can give everyone that's look you know watching this a chance to kind of see what some of those challenges are and just some things to think about, right? Like these are these are all topics and conversations and questions I'm sure that you've had from several different sides, mm -hmm. but hopefully we can give it to other people in the audience that are slightly, you know, thinking about the idea or, you know, whatever else is going in their heads. Some might see this and go, not, not for me, yeah. this seems way too difficult. Right. Others might be like, okay, well this, I could probably do something with this. This is at least, we have some interesting questions and answers and everything else. Um, I just wanted to thank you guys for your time. Mm -hmm. um, thank you for having us on. Yeah. Of yeah, course, definitely. of course, thank it's our you. pleasure. Um, if you guys want to plug any social media, this is a great time for that as well. For so sure, yeah. Free. So uh, please subscribe to us on YouTube at Unify Esports as well as our Twitter. Follow us at the Unify Nation. Awesome. Uh, any guys, you guys want to plug anything? Uh, we're gonna just just. Yeah, if you guys <laughs> have any questions too about yeah. the work, message us on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're an open book. Uh, we're not here to hold people back. We're here to help people. Right. You right. know, it's, you know, help us build you and we can help up. You can help us build up. Yeah. Cool. Thank you guys for joining us. Again, my name is Daniel and I'm with Constantine Media. You can find me on Twitter at Daniel Lehner. Um, we'll put my name in the description. It's a really complicated <laughs> name. Um, and then you can also check us out at ConstantineMedia.tv. Thank you so much.